Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. Okay, folks, as we end 2022, I know like last year this time, people were riding high, the stock market was running, crypto, Bitcoin was running, the housing market was running, interest rates was low, people were feeling really good, they were high-stepping into the Christmas season, making vacation plans, making plans for New Year's Eve. I know all that stopped right now. So as we get into the end of 2022, it's been an unbelievable year of ups, and then downs, and then more downs, and then, you know, it closed out in the last 30 days with my man Sam Bankman-Fried. I don't even know how in the world he came to prominence. I can't wait for all of this to become uh, public for all of us to know exactly what happened there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it all the time. You have to understand where you're placing your money, who you're working with, is the right hand speaking to the left hand, is there an understanding of what your core values are? Are you working with a fiduciary, right? Because at the end of the day, they're not going to give you these, these things that you can't even track and, and get a hold of your money, you know, when, when, when it's in a moment's notice and you find yourself in a little bit of trouble and you're trying to wonder what's happening. So we're going to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency and is it worth investing in 2023? Um, I can tell you right now, I'm not an economist. I'm not a fiduciary either. Um, what I do though, is like to ask a lot of questions. And as I begin to ask questions, I like to formulate my own thought process behind those questions. So I think that the better questions I could ask, and I invite this to happen to you as well, the better, more qualified questions that can be asked, you could put yourself in a position that the folks that work with you, the folks that, you know, are, are giving you ideas and working with your money, um, the financial professionals, whether it's your accountant, whether it's your fiduciary trust officer, uh, insurance agent, a state, a state attorney, whoever it is, two things, if they're aligned for your benefit and if they're aligned with each other for your benefit and the right hand is speaking to the left hand. So that's three things. You know, crypto has been in the headlines a lot the second half of this year. Uh, this isn't Dogecoin. You know, I think that we saw that reminded me a lot of the Internet stocks of 2000. Um, I think that if we look at TikTok as a place to do uh, to find investment advice, you will find good information. But at the end of the day, you still have to trust and verify everything that you have to verify everything that you're looking up. You can't just blindly just go buy something because somebody said something really cool on a video. And at the end of the day, it comes down to understanding for yourself. What are your core values? Who are you? What is your money mindset? Was your money mindset handed down to you from your parents, cousins, nephews, nieces? Do you have a money mindset currently that is a little bit suboptimal because you may have had made some bad decisions that you thought were going to work? Or did you put money into something, think it was going to happen faster than it actually did? Because I know that, you know, we often hear Tony Robbins talk about you could do a lot less in one year than you anticipate, but a whole lot more in 10 years. You know, billionaires, multimillionaires are made in five, 10-year tranches. And um, I think that, you know, when I look at what's happening right now, and as we, we begin to get to January 1st, the goal is always the same. You know, how are you going to understand the 18 different asset classes that are out there? How much are you saving on a monthly basis? 
What is your mindset around diversification within and amongst asset classes? Who are you getting educated by? Who's your top five? Because listen, you know, when it comes to having a top five, we could have that in our personal life. Listen, I have friends that I grew up with that are, that are part of my top five, but they're not my business top five at all, right? But these are the guys and gals that I would go to sporting events with. But then I have my top five in business. These are my influencer partners, whether it's Randy Garn, Chris Crone, Sean Callagy, David Meltzer, uh, whether it's Tax Hive. These are the people that I surround myself with because I want to be able to kind of level up and do what they're doing and be able to kind of create their marketing strategies but bring it here to Epic. So those are my top five there. Who's my top five, you know, really in a spiritual sense? As I share sometimes on this program, I'm sober since 1996. I'm certainly not going to ask one of my top five influencers how to stay sober. Just like I'm not going to ask one of the people that helped me stay sober how to become an influencer. So once you begin to kind of break this down and understand what your world looks like, what you can really put yourself in a position is to make good logical decisions and when winter comes, like it is here right now economically, and it's, it's going to get colder each day, you could put yourself in a position to win by truly stepping into a place of saving first, understanding where you're going to deploy capital. I'm not here telling you not to buy crypto or Bitcoin. Listen, since I started paying, I, I ignored Bitcoin, Bitcoin, I just called it. I ignored Bitcoin for the longest time, but I did notice it go from 70000 down to 16000 I started buying it at 16000 I'd be a fool not to dollar cost average in that over the next five or 10 years. And who knows what that's going to do? I'm not going to sit here and say that blockchain is not going to replace money. Who am I to say that? But here's what I want to tell you folks. If somebody is telling you to put all your money into crypto, don't let them in your house. They're going to rob your jewelry. I'll say it again. If they're telling you to put all your money in crypto, don't let them in your house. They're going to rob your jewelry. And you might even see them at a high school sporting event. Who knows? So you got to be careful. You want to make sure that the people you work with, you could actually see that, you know, you're not writing the checkout to, to some uh, company that you never heard before. You want to write the checkout to the financial institutions that you're doing business with. That's, that's the first thing. And then you want to make sure that there's an alignment on your message. And then you want to make sure that you understand in your core, at least in my opinion, you might hit lotto, but there's no such thing as overnight success. It doesn't happen. Overnight success is 10, 15, sometimes 20 years in the making. I could sit here and tell you over the last 20 years, all the mistakes that I made. And it took me all those mistakes to get to where I am right now. It didn't just show up at that front door. You know, mistakes where, you know, you, people that work with you or mistakes in people that you do business with or understanding that the people you do business with, and even if they're a friend, when it comes to money, Jack Halley said the best people get funny. So you have to have agreements in place. You have to I dot T cross. You have to hold people accountable. But you also have to have patience and tolerance. You also have to be able to weigh and measure personality types. It's not just like A plus B or one plus two equals three. There is a component of, yes, there is some static situations, which you can and can't do, but there also is a level of fluidity to be able to touch each person that's within your organization in a way that one person may not need the same attention as another. But if they keep taking advantage of it, then you got to make some changes there. Always watch out for sensitivity. S-E-N-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y, Ralph Tresvan. There's a lot of sensitive people when the money dries up. When the money dries up, the level of sensitivity goes to another level. I'll start seeing some idiosyncrasies. People take the left hand, start scratching their head, scratching their nose. It's because they may think I'm talking about them, even though I'm not. But at the end of the day, when it comes to pain of loss, it's always much more of something that's noticeable to the person than the joy of gain. People care about what they lose more than what they gain. So we call that the pain pleasure principle. And how do you kind of 
work through these different idiosyncrasies? How do you work through your limiting beliefs? How do you put yourself in a position to really be able to take that next step forward? Well, the first thing you don't do is say, once this happens, then that's going to happen. Because once you find yourself in a place of negotiation or, you know, some kind of self quid pro quo, self quid pro quo, what's going to happen there is you're going to find yourself running east looking for a sunset. Take that down, rewind the back, write it, and you can say that to somebody one day, just give me a little bit of credit. At the end of the day, it's important to understand why would you invest in crypto as a part of your core value? I'm not here to say it is or it isn't, right? But what I am here, and we're talking about crypto because that's what the algorithm is teaching us today, that you guys want to hear all about it. When it comes to money, it's still a mindset. If, if I'm going to have a $100 bill that I'm going to invest every month, there's going to be a very small portion that goes in the direction of Bitcoin slash crypto. It just is. That's just, that's just me. That doesn't mean it's you. You got to figure out what that looks like for you. But when you look at diversification within amongst asset classes, do you also have the ability to have leverage, liquidity, and control? What does that mean? Do you have assets that you can leverage to go buy other assets without the leveraging assets be exposed to the stock market risk or other things that you can't control? Meaning, I could have a million dollars in an after-tax stock account and it could all be in Facebook. And if I leverage it to buy a piece of real estate and Facebook goes down, well, guess what? I'm in trouble. However, I could have a million dollars in overfunded guaranteed cash value life insurance. That's it. You were waiting for it. We're 10 minutes in, I guess. I just said it. Here it comes. Boom, life insurance. If I overfund a cash value life insurance policy, and by the way, I want to go buy a rental piece of property that's going to produce two, three, even $4,000 a month in cash flow, well, leveraging that to buy another asset, having two assets work off the same dollar, that becomes very powerful. That puts me in a position to succeed over the long term, as long as I don't think it's going to happen overnight. And guess what? If I'm going to buy that rental property, I want to make sure that that cash flow pays back the policy that I don't just, you know, stop going to work because I think I think that I just read a book somebody wrote about real estate and I don't have to go, I could quit my day job. You quit your day job once your income is replaced from the other investments that you do. And by the way, that still doesn't mean you have to do that. So at the end of the day, when it comes down to understanding all of these different assets that are out there, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, whether it's the stock market, whether it's gold, whether it's silver, whether it's buying businesses, right? Whether it's putting your money into to, to other opportunities, what they call alternative investments, no matter what, always get a third, second or third opinion on where that money's going. And when somebody comes to me with an alternative, and I consider that like crypto in this scenario, I want to find out, hey, if I'm going to give you 100 grand, when am I going to start getting cash flow? And if I start hearing as a two, three year hold period, I'm running and I'm running east and that's where the sun rises. I'm not going to just sit around and just wait for that to come to me under the guise of some you know, beautiful words that hit my nervous system and make me think that I just won the lotto. You have to understand what message you're hearing and it's okay to dig deeper. It's okay to look under the hood. If you bought crypto, let's say if you bought Bitcoin at 70,000, 60,000 and 50,000 and now you have extra money because you're working hard and it's part of your overall plan, maybe you should talk to your fiduciary or other planners and see if you, if you should average down. I don't know. That's a conversation you need to have with those people. But at the end of the day, it's still a good conversation to have. So, you know, as we get into 2023, my message is going to be real simple. Who's your top five? Who are your five financial professionals? Are they on the same page? Is there a personal financial website that you set up that they could all go on that page for the benefit of your thinking? Can you meet with them even on a Zoom call on a quarterly basis 
and sit down because remember they work for you you don't work for them you're paying them they're not paying you and if they get annoyed that you're calling them then fire them find somebody else that genuinely wants to work for you make sure you put people over profits not profits over people let me say that again people over profits not profit over people because if you put profit over people you're going to feel pain three four years later anyway you want to make sure on a quarterly basis everybody's getting together for your benefit checking in because things in our world change. Look at 2022. Everything was great in January. Uh, all of a sudden, there was a war in Ukraine. That started messing up the supply chain. I think some other flu happened in China. Something else was going on over there. That messed with the supply chain. Then interest rates started going up. And then they started going up. And then they started going up. And then they started going up. And then all of a sudden, I think they finally admitted. I'm not even sure if they admitted yet, but we're in a recession, right? So interest rates, recession. I know the numbers... Uh, in December, a kind of status quo from where they were last month. It hasn't been an increase. There's been a uh, midterm election, which has created gridlock. You will get the people that love the stock market that are going to tell you when there's gridlock, it creates certainty in the market. So uh, you should see a better path forward for the next two years. That's not my opinion. That's just what I hear. Um, not to say that it's true or not. You always want to go look at the past and see what the past could tell you. Use that as a point of reference, but not your final decision making. And we often talk about, you know, the fact that we're in a $30 trillion debt, right? You know, America's credit card balance is $30 trillion. I think the, the, the money that America may be earning is about $24 trillion. So we're running out of deficit, right? It's getting worse each year. Whether there's a Democrat in office or whether there's a Republican, that deficit continues to climb. And the money continues to get printed. So at some point, as we continue to kick the can down the road, something's got to give, Right. And for me, I remember two, three years ago, cash was not king because rates were so low and everything was running. But cash is king right now. Cash is in a place where it gives you the opportunity to kind of take a deep breath, look around, get on top of that mountain and buy things on discount because there's an opportunity right now to buy things on discount and be able to put that money to work for you. You'd have to figure that out with your people. I'm just telling you how I think. Anyway, go ahead and click the link below. A couple of things, if you ever want us to do another video on this topic or any other topic, feel free to let us know. Uh, I've been seeing some of your comments lately. Thank you so much. Continue to add comments. We want to play in that space with you. If there's, if there's anything about this video that you like in particular, but with that being said, go ahead and click that link and subscribe. I'll have one of the team members here at Epic sit down, answer any questions that you may have. Uh, we also have a link for the Epic Financial Freedom Map, which is really a discovery process of not where you want to go, because everybody always wants to get to some destination, which is more cash flow and retirement, but really get honest where you are today, because if you could honestly know where you are today, guess what? You could re-engineer back to today and figure out what you need to save on a monthly basis to get to where you want to be. And always remember, taxes are a killer, so all your investments, you need to understand the difference between long-term, short-term capital gains, ordinary income, and how to position that properly with your money. Thanks for checking us out, and I'm super grateful that you're part of the channel. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>